if you've ever had that employee or team member or somebody that you're trying to work with and you're trying to teach them a new software program or you're trying to train them on a new procedure or a new process and you've run your head into the wall with that idea that it doesn't matter what you teach them or tell them you're still struggling to get across this newfangled thing to this old-fashioned person if you've ever experienced that you might wonder why is this so difficult why is it so hard to teach an old dog new tricks and i'm going to explain that to you today on leading leaders subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith family and freedom i'm jay lauren norris with leading leaders podcast and sometimes you have this new concept this new notion this new process a new system a new software program a new driver for your printer a new connection i recently was talking to someone who said their office got a new uh, system a new xerox system that runs on fiery well fiery is the interface between all of your graphics programs on your computer and what makes the printer copier run the way it's supposed to and so it takes the data from one system and it moves it and it regurgitates it and it spits it out into the other system to work. Well, after they got that loaded, about half of the office updated their Windows operating systems on their computer and the other half did not. And now Fiery doesn't know which one it's supposed to respond to as an OS. Is it the new system update or the old system operating? And so it just loses its mind and it doesn't work for about half the people. But there's no really... I way to identify which person it's going to work for great and which one it's not until everybody updates to the same level. Now, sometimes we feel like the people in our office are exactly the same way. The team that we're trying to lead, they're like that fiery system. Half the time they work and half the time they don't. We really can't understand why. But there's a reason that, and it's a psychological reason, it's a social cultural reason, it's an emotional reason, that old dogs and new tricks don't go together so well, especially when it talks about humans. What I find is that there are those of us who are, well, for lack of a better term, kind of set in our ways. We like to do things a certain way. We, we like to have our traditions and our patterns and our habits, and we want them to stay the same. We, we get used to something. We get accustomed to something. I, I always want my coffee cup in the same place when I get up in the morning. I rinse it out and leave it right on the coffee maker because I almost never drink out of that cup. Uh, my thermos cup doesn't fit under the coffee maker. So I leave a very specific cup under the coffee maker so that I can just put my coffee straight into it and pour it into my thermos. And when somebody comes in and decides that's the cup they're going to drink out of, it just messes up my whole world. Or they decide to take that cup and put it in the sink or the dishwasher, that messes up my whole world. Is it because I'm crazy? No, it's not because I'm crazy. It's because I'm a creature of habit like everybody else is. I get up on a regular schedule. I go to bed on a fairly regular schedule. I have a routine. We all have routines. Sometimes it's the way that you drive in traffic. And you know that if you leave five minutes before, it's smooth sailing. If you leave three minutes after, it's going to add 45 minutes to your journey driving exactly the same path because that's when everybody else jumps into traffic. Well, those routines, those habits, those are actually good things when they're good routines and good habits. And the fact that they are there is a safety blanket. It's a security blanket for people to say, I'm in a routine, I'm in a habit. It may be a habit of diet. It may be a habit of relationships. It may be a habit of communication. It may be a habit of, of tons of things that are great. 
But then there may also be those things that are not so great that are habits. <laughs> a habit of smoking, uh, for an example, a habit of drinking too much, a habit of losing your cool and yelling at people, a habit of using language that offends too many people. All of those are the kinds of habits that you probably ought to break, but they're habits nonetheless. So why can't you teach an old dog new tricks? Well, one of the reasons that you can't teach an old dog new tricks is because they already have habits. They already have established routines. A new trick is a new habit to learn. And a new trick that flies in the face of existing habits, well, that one's even harder to learn. Dr. Caroline Leaf, neuroscientist, says that it takes 21 days to create a new habit. But if it's a habit replacing an existing habit, add another 21 days to break the old habit. Now you're at 42. Well, then you've also got to have another 21 days to actually cement it into the process. So 21 days to break a habit, 21 days to create a new habit, 21 days to make it a permanent habit. And now you're 63 days of transformation on one habit. Well, if you've got 10 bad habits, that's two years worth of work. You follow me? That's going to take some time. So why is it hard to teach an old dog new tricks? Well, number one reason is because we have habits. We have habits that we have to break. We have routines. We have ways of doing things. And we get stuck in those. When you get stuck in a grave that's got both ends kicked out, that's called a rut. You might be stuck in a rut yourself. You might also have somebody on your team who's very happy with their habits. But let's step beyond habits. What if, what if we're not talking about habits? We're talking about tradition. What if what we're talking about is it's not just the way that I choose to do it. It's the way that I was taught to do it. And up to this point, I've never seen it fail. And so it's not just a habit, it's a process. It's a system. And it's a system that thus far has produced the positive results that I expect every single time. Well, that's not a habit to change just willy-nilly. That's, that's a system that's working and you should be holding on to it. Well, what if it's not a habit and it's not a process or a system, it's a tradition? Well, traditions are a whole nother thing. They have a similar relationship to the mind in that that's the way we've always done it is kind of the core behind it. It's holding on to our belief system. But the challenge with the tradition is asking the genuine question, where did it come from? What was its original meaning? Why did we start doing it that way in the first place? Old dog and new tricks. I'm reminded of the story that you've all heard a thousand times. I've said it a couple of times here about the guy who's married to a woman who always cuts the end off the roast ever before she puts it in the oven. And when he says, why do you do that? She says, well, that's the way my mama taught me. So at Thanksgiving, he's in the kitchen and mama's got a roast and mama sure enough cuts off both ends and puts it in the oven. She's like, he's like, well, why do you do that? She said, well, that's what my mama taught me. Christmas comes around, there's another roast and here's grandma in the kitchen. She puts the roast right in the pan, starts to stick it in the oven, and both of the other women, the daughter and the granddaughter, look at her like, what, what, what just happened here? You didn't cut the ends off the roast. And so the man pipes up, and he's like, now both of these ladies have told me they learned to cook roast from you and that you always cut the ends off the roast. Why didn't you cut the ends off the roast? She said, I don't know what they're talking about. I used to cut the ends off the roast because my oven was too small, so I had to use a smaller pan, and that's the only way it would fit. See, is it a tradition or is it a habit? Is it a process or a system? Those are the questions we've got to be asking ourselves. And where in the world did this tradition, process, system, habit come from? Well, those are important questions. But here's another reason that it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Sometimes there's a nefarious agenda afoot with a new system, a new way of doing things. An example might be radical cultural change. 
To bring about a radical cultural change, it's really hard to get grown people who've established their ideas and well-founded, experienced ideas to say, yeah, I'm just going to give that all up willy-nilly. I'm going to change what, how we define a government or how we define a family or how we define a business or how we define banking. Uh, those redefinitions, those uh, radical transformations, those are really hard to pull off on older people because they've seen silly ideas tried again and again and again, and they've seen which ones worked and which ones failed. And trying to get them to change just for the sake of change, well, that's really hard. An example might be the the reticence to move to the Dewey Decimal System or the Decimal Measurement System as opposed to feet and inches in America. I know when I was in school in the late 70s, it was pushed really hard that we would all learn the metric system and it didn't go over very well. And to this day, builders, carpenters, blueprint artists, they still work on inches and yards and feet and etc. and not on the Decimal System. And the metric system is in some tools because obviously we get cars that are built in other places and they use metric measurements. So now you've got to be bilingual, so to speak, in the tool of measurements. Same with common core math, the same with dropping cursive writing from, from elementary school kids teaching. But then at the same time that these ideas are being buffeted, there are also cultural mores that are being changed. What is a parent? What is a woman? What is a family? What is a relationships supposed to look like? What is an appropriate sexual relationship? What is an appropriate sexual age? And the people who've been around the block a few times and maybe even experimented on some of these ideas themselves have come back to the conclusion, most of them, that there's a reason that it is the way that it is and changing it for the sake of changing it may not be a good idea. So why is it hard to teach an old dog new tricks? Because old dogs have already learned some. Old dogs have already experienced some of the silliness that's being presented as a new idea. A good example, if you listen to people much more educated and thoroughly investigated than myself, will tell you there has never in the history of time since Karl Marx pronounced his ideas or since the original concepts of socialism and communism came to light, there's never been a country that fully embraced it that succeeded with it. Not one yet. It has led to the deaths of hundreds of millions of people and starvation and global wars over socialism and communism, but it has not benefited a society yet. It's made the rich richer. It's made the elites powerful. It's made the people poor, broke, and hopeless. Everywhere it's been tried. Just do your homework on it. There are a lot of people they point to, but no one's actually done it successfully yet. So, why is it hard to teach an old dog new tricks? Well, because old dogs have been around the block a couple of times. Old dogs have seen these ideas tried over and over again. Let me add one more illustration because I want you to understand how important this is as a leader. The old guy gets called and they said, hey, we have a problem in our plant. The whole plant is shut down and we don't know what to do to fix it. We've tried everything. All of our mechanics have looked at all the pieces and parts and replaced everything they can. We cannot get this machinery to run. The old guy shows up, walks around for a few minutes, comes back and says, you have a five-pound hammer. They're like, well, yeah, of course we got a five-pound hammer. He said, can I borrow it? And they said, sure. They give him the hammer. He walks to a very specific place on the machine and smacks it. Instantly, the machine comes back to life and everything is humming along. He sends them a bill for $1,000. They said, $1,000? And 
How can you possibly charge us $1,000? All you did was hit the machine with a hammer and you used our hammer to do it. He said, fine, take off $100 for the use of your hammer, but it's $900 for knowing where to hit it. See, this is the point where that knowledge, that wisdom, that experience that I've been around the block or two, a time or two, steps in to say, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks when the old dog's already figured out all the tricks that actually work and which ones don't. But all of this really goes to another point. And this, I'm afraid, when we think about the nefarious agenda, this, I'm afraid, is the place where the old dog resisting new tricks has extreme merit. It's the young gullible dog, the young and impressionable dog, the elementary to middle-aged student who's being told in everything from their metaverse experiences to their Disney movies that your parents are fools. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't understand the social agendas. They don't understand the new culture. They don't understand the new math. They don't understand the new writing. So just forget them and pay attention to us. Well, surely enough, the communicators who are saying it are young and impressionable minds. But the agenda, the agenda is from some old dogs who have constantly and consistently tried to manipulate society and culture for a long, long time. Their agenda hasn't changed, just the way they deliver it. Their purpose hasn't changed, just the people they're pointing it to. And they know this. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, so go after the young pups. It's hard to get an old dog to go around with an idea that he's already seen go around the block a couple of times and fail every time. It's easier to convince that young pup. It's easier to mold the minds of an elementary or middle school age student. It's easier to manipulate the young and inexperienced, especially when they live their life mostly on their emotions. Isolate them from their parents. Wait, wasn't there a whole thing about that in a state in the East Coast about parents wanting to have the right to speak into what education their children were taught? Yeah, it cost somebody their governorship. But see, when, when old dogs step in and say, Hang on, we've tried that and it failed. Let's come up with another new idea. I'm okay to look at new ideas, but there's a reason that our systems and processes, our traditions and our habits have served us well so far. There's a reason to identify some bad habits and get rid of them, some bad processes and get rid of them, some bad traditions and get rid of them. But for the ones that work, why don't we leave those alone and work on the bad ones instead of trying to reinvent all of them? And that, my friends, is why it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks because they've been around the block a time or two and they've seen some of the new tricks fail miserably. They've also seen the pain that it's caused to other people. Listen, if you're a leader and you see these new tricks coming up and they're trying to bamboozle your team of people, whether it's your family or your corporation, you've got to have the chutzpah to stand up and say, you know, we'll stick with our old tricks for now. We'll stick with what we know works. We'll stick with what has been proven time and time again to be successful. When you prove to me that your new idea will be more profitable, more productive, more successful, more culturally stable, we'll entertain it. Until then, take your new tricks on down the road. We're happy with the old tricks that we have. If you're a leader with chutzpah, you're willing to stand your ground and say that. And if you're not, then chances are you're going to be the victim of some new tricks really soon because they're getting really bold with their new tricks. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day.
Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.